natural disasters My baby has been around for me Kingdoms have fallen Angels be calling None of that could ever make me leave yeah. Every time I look into your eyes Hello everyone, you're listening to a new episode and a new version of More Than A Game, a PCAST production and podcast. I am Casey Grigger, and she is your new host, John V.A. Bugs of the Austin P. Volleyball and Beach Volleyball teams. John V.A., how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Glad to have you here. Glad we're getting to start this new podcast. Well, not start a new podcast, but retool and revamp an old yeah. podcast. In a Revive new it. Yeah, we're bringing it back in a new way. So let's talk about how we got to this point. How did we get to making More Than A Game? A new kind of podcast. So you were on the PCAST. Yes. And at the end, I kind of joked. I said, hey, if you ever want to take my job, you can have it. You can host <laughs> the show. You were really good. And you texted me the next day. I think you guys were like in between matches or something, yep. too. And you're like, hey, can I actually host the PCAST? And I said, actually, I've got a better idea. Yep. And I told you that we had a more than a game podcast and that we could retool it in a way that made it show off our student athletes more. And you were all about it. So we had a meeting, and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> and I think you're excited. I'm excited to see where you take it. Yes, I'm so excited. I really want to make sure this is something that you know students and student-athletes want to listen to, and it'll be interesting for me and whoever I interview, and for you and anyone listening. Like, I'm really excited to see where it can go. So in the past, this podcast has been Colby Wilson would sit down with a select student-athlete once, once a month or so, and they would talk about something student-athletes deal with. Well, instead, the new plan is you are going to be the host. Yes. And you're going to sit down with different student athletes, and you guys are going to talk about things you guys deal with, whether it be struggles or maybe there's something that you guys really love about being a student athlete, and you want to talk about that one day. Right. Just student athlete on student athletes, a student athlete podcast by student athletes. I'm going to get out of the way and just let you do it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to host a little bit on this one to, to, you know, just start the first one. But after this one, it's all you. Okay. I'm prepared. All right. So. Let's get this thing started, I guess. Let's go. So when I ask you what you want to talk about for this first one, you said student-athletes are constantly going through an identity crisis. They are. What, what you said, if I'm not a student-athlete, who am I? Talk about that. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, explain this to me. So I think a lot of athletes can relate to this because growing up in a sport, um, you know, starting at a young age, that's really all you care about. And it seems like that's all anyone else cares about because you're putting so much time and energy into practice, into games, and your parents are taking you here and there, supporting you. And there comes a point where you realize that you're good. You know, you're really good at this sport. And once coaches start telling you, you know, you can get your school paid for, for just being good at your sport, you're like, well, let me start taking this a lot more serious. So whenever stakes get higher, especially when you're recruiting and trying to figure out where you want to go, that's when, you know, the pressure starts to set in. Um, I had to go through the recruiting process. And as soon as I was, you know, really in the depths of it, every game and every point and every play became so important, so important that one mistake felt like it was the end of the world, especially if you have a coach or coaches looking at you on one court, you know, 
um, during a tournament because this is your time to shine. This is your time to secure the bag. <laughs> so that being good at a sport brings a lot of pressure. Um, with that, I think you don't have time to think about anything else. So when someone were to ask you, you know, who are you or what do you do? The only thing that you can say is I play volleyball or I play basketball or I do I play this sport it kind of doesn't represent all of you you know and I think a lot of people struggle with that especially graduating and not continuing your sport you feel lost and I know a lot of people that have felt like that like that um, even out of high school playing a sport in high school not even continuing into college but stopping after high school and not knowing what to do with themselves and feeling like they don't have a purpose anymore because all they did was play that sport. And so I think I'm someone that doesn't want to feel like that. And I think that's why this topic is so important to talk about now. So let's talk about you first. How do you be more than John Vieira, the volleyball player? Like, what do you do? What is it that you do when you're not playing to not just be a volleyball player all the time? So even though I'm we're talking about this topic and I recognize that, you know, this identity crisis thing is a problem, um, it's still hard for me to make sure I'm not completely caught up in my sport and that's all I think that I'm worth. And, and, it, and it comes down to worthiness at the end of the day because if all you think you are is your sport and all you think you are is an athlete and let's say you're not getting playing time, you know, maybe you messed up a game and you lost, like you're going to go back home and think that you're useless. You know, you're not putting anything towards what you're supposed to be good at. So I don't want to feel like that. And I have felt that way before. So I think it's imperative for me to find hobbies that I enjoy and delve into those, especially when I'm feeling down about my sport, about volleyball, or I'm having a rough week in practice. Um, and that's where like thrifting and fashion and just creativity really helps me out. Um, and even, you know, doing this podcast, this is an, another outlet for me to express myself and to put energy towards something that I have full control of. I can put my creativity and it, this is going to go where I want it to go. Whereas, um, being a part of a sports team, you don't have full control all the time. So um, I think being creative and finding creative outlets is, is the way that I like to go about it. Um, I know other people, um, you know, they could get a job that they really like during their season. I know plenty of people that have jobs and that's their outlet even though you wouldn't think that a job would be, you know, like something you want you to, something do. to do. Though. Yeah, it gives you something to do and something else to think about, something else to feel good about, you know. Different e goals to achieve. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're in your job and, and you want to be the manager, you know, or you're making really good money and you're about to get a raise. Like that's something to be proud of, whether it's, you know, working at a fast food restaurant or not, you know. So I think finding an escape when – your sport no longer becomes your escape is really important for student athletes. That's why I think this is such a good first topic because you're going to get to do this every couple of weeks with this podcast and you're going to have a new person on every couple of weeks. We're going to give them a chance to talk about things and talk about how they are, what they do outside of being a student athlete and things like that. Right. So I guess my question for you is how common do you think this is among student athletes today? 
I think everyone, every student athlete feels this in a sense. Um, I think it's really easy to go into college and think you have, you know, your sport forever. I, there was a, there's a point where I always, I'm like, you know, coaching is always in my back pocket. Like if, if this doesn't work out and for some reason I can't find a job, which I don't think that, but you know, for some reason I always know that I can coach and I can always be in volleyball. And that's the good thing about being in a sport because you're already in a community that's never going to leave you behind. So that's comforting, but I feel like it's also limiting because there's benefits to being a student athlete yeah. and having the student athlete identity. It helps you, but you also have to find a way to separate from it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people get caught up in, um, the dream of it all, or sometimes not thinking about their mental health. Um, cause there is a lot of pressure that comes with being a student athlete and you're made to produce. And if you're not producing, then do you think this, like this identity crisis, like could affect your play on the court or in the classroom? For sure. I think it does. Um, if I'm not having, let's say a good week at practice or a bad weekend, um, a bad tournament, you know, I'm going to be sitting there all week thinking about what I could have done better and what went wrong. And, you know, I don't need to be spending my extra hours contemplating all these things when that's what practice is for. Worrying about the bad things outside of practice doesn't help. Doesn't help at all, at all. And, you know, our coaches a lot, a certain amount of hours to think about what we did wrong and, and to fix what we did wrong. And sometimes I am too hard on myself and I think about what I did wrong outside of practice and that's when I need to be you know doing my schoolwork or you know getting away from that negativity and getting into my creative hobbies and stuff like that and so it's definitely a choice it's it doesn't come naturally um getting into my hobbies and trying to escape from that um I definitely have to make myself and and I can see that when I'm not doing that I'm a lot more negative in general so I have to check myself sometimes I'm like look you need to go out you need to go put together like three outfits be happy about it it's like retail therapy honestly <laughs> and I'm like you just need to be with your friends or go do a photo shoot or go do this or do that and you're gonna feel better and I always do so you said your coaches a lot like a certain amount of hours to think about fixed mistakes that are sports related Outside of like your coaches and practice, is there anything that Austin P does? Is there anything that other colleges you've seen do that kind of helps student athletes be more than just a football player, a basketball player, a volleyball player? That's kind of a hard question because we're here to ask the hard questions. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think that's a hard question because for a lot of institutions, the athletes are the face mm -hmm. of the school. And that's just another element of pressure that's put on student athletes. So I'm, I don't want to say that, you know, Austin P doesn't want um, student athletes to flourish outside of their sport or they don't support, you know, um, finding new hobbies and stuff like that. It's just that I think being the face of the institution is just something that comes along with it and you can't really escape it. Right. So I think, again, like finding a hobby and finding some other outlet is your job. And I don't think anyone 
um, can find it for you. And that's why it's really hard to get out of this, you know, identity crisis space because you're the one that has to do it. It's not anyone else. Someone can't hand you a hobby and say, all right, this is what you're going to do outside of volleyball. You can't find somebody and make them go thrifting. If they don't like it, it's not going to help them. Exactly. That's my outlet. Right. You know, that's unique to me. And so that's another challenge is finding something that you're good at that's not your sport Mm -hmm. because – You've put so many hours and so much energy into your sport already. Where's the time and where's the energy to put it into anything else? And that's the mindset you don't want to be in because then that's what gets you in that negative space. You're you become critical and negative and um, it, it's not it's not good for any aspect of your life to be thinking that way. So I think. I, I'm not sure if there's anything that the university could really do to help with that because just promote mental health and make sure you have time to be yourself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, you know, Austin P does a good job of promoting mental health and, you know, suicide awareness. And, um, I think everyone's open to hearing what, you know, student athletes have to say. We have tons of resources for that, um, which is really good. But yeah, the, the topic of identity crisis, I, I don't think, the university could really help too much. Um, it's a personal thing. Because it's super personal. Exactly. It's super personal. So one of the things you want to talk about when you gave me this topic, you said that males and females are affected differently by this. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on how does this affect male student-athletes and how does it affect the female student-athletes? Um, what I've seen from male athletes is that it affects them worse. Um, and I... C- could be wrong i'm not a male (laughs) but from what i've seen and what i've heard is you know a lot of male athletes you know starting their sport at a really young age i think they have a lot more pressure on them to be good and to be successful in their sport because that's what boys do you can go online right now and find high school basketball rankings for like eighth graders exactly exactly and i i would have had no clue about that stuff until honestly senior year of high school you know they don't do that for every sport and basketball and football they take that stuff seriously in high school because for football at least you know they're not in like a club football team or going out and doing anything outside of high school high school is where you get it done and where you get recruited Mm -hmm. so and I can't relate to that because I was playing high school volleyball for fun because I love volleyball. My high school team was not good. <laughs> I played because I had friends on my team. I wanted to be a part of my volleyball team. I wanted to make it as great as I could. And it was fun. You know, it was a community. And for football players at my school, that is their livelihood. You know, they are practicing and weightlifting every single day to get a scholarship somewhere. And that's tough. Yeah, if you don't play well on Friday night, there's no club game on Saturday to make you better. Exactly. They don't get as many chances as other sports do. And and I think that just goes for male sports in general because I think the culture of men, they they love sports. You know, that's pretty common for a lot of people and when you're good at a sport, you're seen, you, you seem cool for that. You know, like people respect you for being good at a sport or being athletic. 
People love the five-star quarterback. Yes, exactly. They do. And that's why there's those, you know, those jockey cliques in high school. And, you know, if you're good at a sport, you're the popular one. Like, it it all comes down to um, people giving you recognition for being an athlete starting in elementary, middle, high school. And that carries over into college because, especially for the boys here, you know, you're coming to a D1 institution you're playing a higher level of football basketball whatever it is and this is the greatest play you've ever played and you want to be the best just as you were in high school middle school elementary school and when this is all over are you going to be drafted you know like for a lot of boys that's their goal is to go to the next level as they've been doing since they were young they don't know anything else So I don't blame them, but I think the difference between male and female athletes is that I think a lot of female athletes know that can accept the reality that they won't go to the next level and that, you know, school is going to get them somewhere, not volleyball or not their sport anymore. Um, Now, dream big. I don't say, you know, like, don't think that way, but I think... For a lot of people, they don't realize the reality and how much time and how much um, effort it takes to get past college sports. And so when boys or girls, whenever we graduate and we're not at that next level, again, it's like, what now? Who am I? What what am I working towards? What is this nine to five job going to get me if I'm not playing football? You know, this isn't going to get me to pro football or this isn't going to get me to pro volleyball. You know, this is getting me money to be in the real world and just do nothing. So when it is time and sports are done and you have to be more than the football player, the volleyball player. How, do, how what's the difference? How do males and females deal with that differently? Like, what have you seen? What do you think happens? Because as far as I know, all the baseball guys I know just pick up golf. <laughs> OK, well. That's that's a good insight. Um, picking up another sport <laughs> seems to be what a lot of people do, though. I mean, I know plenty of guys that um, do like rec softball um, outside of college and or outside of high school, and they love it. It's just another you know sport to play for fun, um, which I think is totally totally fine. Like, I feel like it's a good way to do it. It's yeah, like a medium. Exactly, because you don't have the pressures of your coaches, you know, and you don't have the pressure of having a scholarship or um, expecting to go to a higher level. You know, this is all just fun and games. You know, you're out with your friends, your family, and you're just enjoying your time. And you get to compete. Exactly. And and that never goes away as an athlete. You're going to forever be competitive with whatever it is. So, I mean, that's why athletes make um, great employees. You know, we know how to work with the team. We know how to be competitive and try to move to the next level um, as much as we can and be better and be better. And that's what training has trained us to be in the workplace, I think. So there's definitely great things that transfer over. But I think the difference in dealing with it with gender is just that it's like the the reality check is a little bit later, I think. So I don't know a lot of male athletes that have hobbies outside of their sport other than maybe the ps5 you're right no i think you're exactly right and the ps5 isn't gonna 
get you anywhere unless you want to be a pro gamer. I mean, if that's your aspiration, right. sure, you know, but that's pretty unlikely. It's it's unlikely again, right? So it's like you want to go pro and you want to play the game. Mm. I just feel like those don't those aren't going to get you too far and you know, and this this differs for everyone, but this is from what I've seen and even girls, you know, like your hobby could be shopping, right? And you're just blowing your money on on random things, you know, that hobby of yours isn't going to get you anywhere, you know? And I think that's why it's so important to find something that you're passionate about and that you can uh, join a community with. Because if you can't join a community with your hobby, you're again in that lonely space of not knowing, you know, what else there is out there for you and stuff. So... I think if male athletes were pushed to try new things um, that are or aren't sports related, um, finding their passions other than their sport, I think they could be a lot happier and a lot more well-rounded and prepared to go out into the real world um, and not feeling like they have nothing because they aren't playing their sport anymore. You're definitely right about going out into the real world. Whenever you do quit playing the sport, and you're done if even if you've if you found a way to healthily get away from your sport when you're an athlete whether for you it's shopping or whatever and you get a job you're gonna have to do the same with the job you have to be able to get away from work and disconnect you can't be in work mode all the time exactly it just prepares you to be a better person maybe not a better person but a better rounded person who can just disconnect and get away from things and have a better life just throughout your whole life Right, exactly. I think that's all we got for today. Okay. Are you, you got anything else to say? I don't think so. That was, got, we, got, we said a lot. Yeah, no, we had a lot. It was great. Uh, next time we do this podcast, it's your show, not mine. So uh, <laughs> I wish you all the luck as I turn the reins over to you officially. Thank you. Uh, take us home, I guess. All right. Um, well, that's all we have for today. Um Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Let us know if there's any student athlete or topic you would like us to talk about on a future episode. Follow the pod at, at more than a game on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jean Bugs, and he's at C underscore Craig 19. Um, please interact with this podcast and let us know uh, what hard or easy topics we should discuss. Um, I want to have a lot of fun continuing on the podcast and love would love to hear um, your comments and questions and concerns. So I think that's all. See ya. Just too 